Hello and welcome back to the RNF Unlocked podcast series. It's been a long three weeks absence from racing, but everything is back in gear now as we return to MotoGP here at Mugello to kick off the first, the triple header, which uh, ends the first half of this season. Joining me today, none other than Razlan Rizali. Hello, Razlan. Hey, Neil. Wilco Zinnaberg. Hello, Wilco. Good afternoon. And also David Emmett, who will be on hosting duties with myself, Neil Morrison. Hello, David. Hello, Neil. So, gentlemen, we've had three long weeks off. Briefly, how was the break for you? Oh, it was, it was good, huh? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I think, like, like, I, like we said just now, I mean, before when I was involved as a fan or when I was the CEO of the circuit, you know, this three weeks break is like too long. You know, sitting at home waiting for MotoGP to come back, you know, it's just like, come on, you know? And now with, with any breaks that we can get, we take it, you know? So now we, we look forward for, we, we had a good three weeks break, but then we look forward for that five weeks break after after Aston yeah. already. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit mixed for me, I have to say, because of course we needed the three weeks just to get the riders, you know, better as well, because of course both were uh, injured. And uh, But on the other side, we also know a break at this period from three weeks means disaster at the end of the year, you know, because we need to catch up those races at some stage. But uh, yeah, for us, it was actually fantastic because uh, the riders were, uh, yeah, they needed this time to recover. And uh, I was worried actually quite a bit, especially for, for Miguel. Yeah, but you guys went for the All-Stars, Aprilia All-Stars. Yes, okay, we were not doing nothing. You know, yeah. As we also try to plan ahead, of course, with other things, but working from home is completely different than traveling around the world and, and doing races, you know, this is... Uh, Did you get to ride any bikes in Mizano? No, I had my leathers on. <laughs> you did? I had, no, not my own leathers, but I had leathers on and I was able to ride it to 50. But at the moment uh, that uh, the time needed to go, they started the bike, then the, the track was closed because that, something happened on track. And then... Uh, oh, so you didn't get to ride it? No. And what, then, what uh, were you supposed to ride? A 250. Well, whose bike? Yeah, it's an old bike from... Uh, not, not Max Biaggi's bike or some world no, champion bike? No, no, the Max bike, there was another RS250, uh, you know, like a, an Aprilia 250 yeah. bike. And uh, Ales rode on one, Raul rode on one, and Maverick rode on one. And then I was like... Mm. <laughs> and I said, yeah, no problem, no problem. And, and actually, I get the chance, I had uh, Paolo Oliveira's leather on, it was five sizes too big. Sorry, Paolo, but it was too big. <laughs> But uh, finally, I had to take it off again because it took two hours. And then, uh, yeah, I think they were very short on timing. We had other things to do, as you can imagine, as well. And then they came up, ah, yeah, you can ride now. And I had to grab the ladders and it, it didn't happen, you know, bottom line. I, I didn't ask uh, Paolo Bonera to, to allow you to ride the RSGP. He said, no, he's only for Aprilia designated riders. Yeah, but he's a former Aprilia rider. Let, let him ride it. He said, no, no, then we have to sign a contract. Make one up. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> yes, he, he said that, well, you cannot ride. I said, well, who asked you? I said, yeah, Raslan. I said, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but even the riders did, uh, didn't do laps on the MotoGP bike. They made a lap and went through pit lane because that's the rule. They cannot uh, do laps. Uh, it must be really interesting to be involved in something like that. It's you know quite a spectacle. It's a big event. It's very important to Aprilia. It's quite different to your previous, uh, you know, pre previous employers, sort of your pre previous manufacturers. What was, you know, 
the whole the whole experience. Of course, it's a bit painful as well because you know we are a race team, yeah. and I know it's a lot of PR value for the marketing group. But uh, nevertheless, you need to send the trailers, you need to send mechanics, and, and nobody actually is ready to do that in a championship with 20 races, you know. So uh, actually, the timing was quite right, and we discussed. And also, you know, it's our first year with Aprilia; it's for them a big thing. So we uh, we we said it. We said we go all in, or we don't go. You know, and, and finally, uh, a couple of guys went, of course, and uh, also myself and the riders. So it was good and was interesting as well. And they they prepared many stuff, but of course, uh, yeah, for a race team, it's a kind of. Uh, useless weekend you know you're walking around and uh, waving and shaking hands and what we call uh, a dog and pony show exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah but i think i think for aprilia i mean to to show off their first satellite team yeah you know with, with the different colors with the riders i think that's important so i will go yeah bite the bullet we have to go you know but then we have another event that we have to go on goodwood yeah goodwood but also don't on on um you know, it's it's quite a big thing because finally they rode the bikes, but they ride the bikes with test engines. Yes. So after Le Mans, you need to prepare engines out, test engines in. You do three laps, test engines out, the race engines in. Yeah. So it's a lot of work yeah. for just a show, you know. So. Uh, uh, you should not underestimate the, the amount of work it is actually. We fly out to Mugello, you fly back, you drive, and a lot, many things can go wrong as well. You know, yeah. now, now we are missing one letter from Miguel. <laughs> Be, you know, because one trailer was here, the other one was not here, so we have to swap Miguel's material into the wrong trailer, and now it's gone. You know, so it all, also brings troubles normally. I saw one comment though from Massimo Rivola, obviously the CEO of Aprilia Racing. He was saying that he feels now Aprilia has the dream team, not just in terms of Aleish and Maverick in his factory team, but also Miguel and Raul here with you guys. I guess that's a, a nice thing to hear that he's pretty happy with the progress so far, despite the fact that you guys haven't been the luckiest so far this year, right? Yeah, yeah right. I mean, in that respect, I'm still feeling it, you know, how, how unlucky we were, but it is what it is. But I'm glad he says that because, um, yeah, I think we had a good package. I think both both riders and, 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 the, and the bikes, you know, so... Yeah, 100% agreed because finally uh, the moments we uh, were in trouble, we were, and or we finished races, first of all, we were in front of the Yamahas, you know, so the, our other package would have been this year on the Yamaha and they clearly also uh, well, they struggle, I think, uh, technically more on speed than us. And uh, this is also something you should not forget. You know, last year we, we did our best, we tried the maximum, but we were many times last. And now at least, uh, yeah, Miguel has been nearly on the podium in the first race and uh, doing, when he finished, he's top five so far. Yeah. Of course, so he did not finish enough. There's another story, but also Miguel, uh, Raul's... Uh, With his arm. Yeah, inter actions and especially Portimao, we crashed in the last uh, couple of laps because we could not feel the bike very well anymore. And uh, yeah, then he was injured, of, of course, in Le Mans. So, we, so far, let's see how it goes from here. And I think all the, yeah, yeah the by the same time, is gone. By the same time, I can't, I can't help feeling nervous as well, you know, I mean, to be, to be honest, I, I'm, I'm nervous for this weekend. What, what else can happen? You know, so both our riders are back. You know, I mean, what's going to happen at the sprint race or main race? You know, are we going to... No, I, I agree with that as well. 
but, but the only nothing much can do, right? <laughs> well, for sure something will happen because you saw in Le Mans as well that even when we were not there, something happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, Peko crashed with uh, with Maverick. That was an accident that you actually never see before. And for me, a mistake from Peko on the around the outside. Do you think where do you want to go in those first three yes. laps? Uh, the same with Alej and, and um, Luca Marini, we lost the front, so mm. even disaster will continue because for me, uh, yeah, the protocol and, and uh, is, is, is everybody's nervous, everybody mm. is sharp. And uh, it, it does seem that, especially with the sprint races, everyone is, uh, or the sprint races seem to pump the riders up because first of all, you know, Saturday morning you've got qualifying, then you've got the sprint races, and then you've got the race on Sunday, and everyone is, is really, really pumped up. And then I think it was, uh, I think it might be Miguel who said, uh, with two starts, the first start, everyone gets to look at where everyone went. Mm. And so they sort of think, okay, right, this guy is going that way next time, so I can do this. Yeah. And but the second start is, of course, never the same as the first start. So everyone starts to make sort of plans and, and gets them even more excited. So is, is this is this part yeah, of the stress? That also doesn't help. But for sure, the 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 feeling to attack a weekend, like in the past, you you had track time. You can do yeah. whatever you want. You can do long runs, and you you can try things. And then you were prepared for the Sunday. But now, you know, they are more nervous and to get that nervous feeling away they, they bring this to the to the sprint race and to the normal race you know so they're not relaxed they are not in control of their bikes 100% as before because they 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 don't have the time to prepare the bikes as before and i think but i think i think honestly i think they're a bit more calm now i mean the first few races everybody's just going crazy yeah but i think in the months you see them a bit more calm everybody's a bit more careful because a lot of crashes is during the main race on, su on Sunday. Well, but you know, for you example, know. that first crash from Peko and and, and, um, and Maverick, that where did was that, that was one a, came from? Was that spring race, was it? No, 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 it was the main race. Sunday. Sunday. Sunday race, a lap yeah, two so, or so, three. So, 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 so I'm saying. I mean, I mean, for the spring race, it's, it's important for them to be calm at the mm. spring race so they can at least yeah. race properly on Sunday. But it seems that on on Saturday, the spring race, everybody's a bit more calmer. Yeah. You know, so less less incidents per se, but then Sunday is a different story. Yeah, it's difficult to judge. For me, it starts with FP1. You know, normally everybody fits a new tire in FP1 at the end of, or not. But at least then you do, you can improve your lap time. But now it's not uh, improve the lap time. No, it's low fuel, small fuel tank, everything ready for do a time attack, and that is different than just a new tire and improve your lap time. And, and that, so that, talking about tires, um, so Raul did only one lap, uh, only one few laps on Friday. Yes. So the tires from Le Mans, are we reusing that? No, they're all right. No, they're gone. Okay. Okay. We did not heat up nothing, and okay. that, that tire is uh, okay. out of the box. Okay, great. So unlike the last time that we spoke, Razlan, thankfully we've got both riders back and fit for this weekend. And uh, Miguel obviously coming back, maybe ahead of schedule, we think, from his uh, shoulder injury that he, that he sustained in yes. Perez. And then obviously Raul coming back from his uh, arm pump issues. I mean, can you give us a bit of an update on how they both are? And ahead of schedule, I'm not sure ahead of schedule, but, <laughs> okay. but it's more like get ready for Mugello. Yeah. Okay, so I think his injury is not 100% healed because I think the long term for him is to have an operation. So that's why he ought not to have. Because if he has an operation, it would take three, four months off. Yeah. You know, so, so I think whatever it is, is to, for him to get ready in Mugello and see how well he's ready for Mugello in the next three races, you know. But, uh, and, and Raul, I think, uh, 
from from what I gather from him and from what we'll go observe at, at uh, the All Stars, he, he seems to be okay. He's happy. He's in no stress. You know, so let's see. Let's see FP1 and what, what happens. You know, I mean, riders, you know, typical athletes, they want to say that they're okay. You know, they're full of enthusiasm, that I'm fine, but then come FP1, you know, I don't know. So let's hope for the best, right? Yeah, of course. They, they also know they need to ride their bikes to feel if they are okay. Yeah. You know, you can feel yourself very strong, but as soon as you have to move around those uh, horsepowers uh, around the racetrack, you come into uh, reality, you know, back to reality, and uh, you, you you discover things. And sometimes it's better than you expected, because you can actually race with big injuries, which doesn't have any impact on, on riding, but small injuries many times, uh, scaphoid, uh, all these small things, but also shoulders mm -hmm. that you need to have for your balance to ride the bike well and to judge everything well, you know? So this, yeah, this is very particular. And this is a, a very physical track um, yes. it's a I mean you know you're doing 360 uh, down the straight and then having to sit up into the wind and brake very hard into uh, into the sun you've got all of the chicane so it is a very physically demanding so it's going to be a real test for both riders yes <laughs> <laughs> thank you for this very motivated uh talk for you. So, so, so what, what do we expect then this weekend? No, but through, <laughs> through the chicanes you need a lot of force to, to put the bike from left to right. And uh, for braking, I think for both is not a big issue, mm -hmm. but it's more the trail braking what uh, gives them uh, troubles because you need to hang off of the bike. So uh, let's wait and see. I can... Uh, yeah, we can, we, can, we can explain anything until FP1 and see how riders feel. For you, Ruslan, is it a case of, um, as you said, Miguel coming back here and maybe just building himself up because we obviously have three races in three weeks now? Yeah, he just need to start again from 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 base, as you put it. We don't know, to be honest. Both riders, we don't know. I mean, we know that Raúl could may be able to do better, but with uh, with Miguel, I'm not sure. I know he did some tests uh, before he came here, you know, and he had a good feeling. Um, but again, riders are they are confident, but until they actually get on their RSGP bike, get that first couple of laps, then we will really know for sure. Obviously, you've had a couple of races where both riders have been injured, both riders have had problems, and you've had to find replacement riders. Now, you talked about this last time about the diff, the, about you know the difficulty of finding replacement riders. You have contractual obligations to actually feel the rider sometimes. And that can sometimes get a bit blown out of proportion um, uh, in the media. But um, how difficult is it to find, or would it be to find a, a reserve rider, to have someone on the contract, to find someone fast enough to give them time on the bike? Look, if, if the whole show is about putting a good show, okay, then you need a relatively good comparative rider to make it a good show. I mean, you don't, you don't just put a rider for the sake of filling up the numbers. Let, let Wilco put the leathers on and have a go. It, it, came to, it came to that point. It came to that point, you know, put Wilco on or put Max Biaggi back on or, or you know, my, my crypto data partner said, well, we are friends with Lorenzo. Ask Lorenzo to write, you know. It came to that stage because, because we couldn't find any no. other riders. I mean, he goes around to talk to people in World Superbike. It's early and everybody's contracted, so, you know, uh, this is also a case, you know, so for, for yeah. Le Mans, you think somebody from France or whatever, superbike or endurance rider, but uh, 
He has a contract with Suzuki. Yeah, even even Yannone, we tried to get, you know, but only to realize that he's still banned. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know to, to, that, to that extent. So then, then we were thinking, man, because we are contracted, so we have to put a rider nevertheless, but what kind of show we're putting up? You know, I mean, I mean, okay, at the moment, it happens to us. For the first time, even for, from Wilco's experience, the first time that, you know, as a team, we do not have two fit riders, we only have one test rider, that's it. Yeah. You know, so... so. And actually keeping a rider on the books, um, having a reserve rider would be a very expensive and very difficult uh, process. For, I mean, factories have test riders, they need to have test riders, so they have a rider uh, they're already paying who can turn up and who has a lot of experience on the bike. But, it, but uh, that, Lorenzo, you're not in that situation. Lorenzo was, of course, a, uh, a good trade, you know. Yeah. So he, he did a good job, and uh, but finally we had two injured riders and, and only one test rider for yeah. Aprilia, you know. And yeah, you're not able to keep somebody fit and, and ready to go, which is not able to ride. Nobody will sign a contract like that, you know. So everybody's going to other categories to ride and to race uh, race weekends. I mean, you look at, at the Ducati factory team. Okay, so Enya is coming back this weekend, but before that, but they have a bunch of riders in the World Superbike. Yes. So they can easily take whoever uh, there, you know, so in a, in a way that works for them. You know, if they have a case, then okay, they can they can have somebody like Danilo or whoever to yeah. fill up. Both for. Danilo and Alvaro Bautista have uh, have experience yeah, on MotoGP yeah. bikes. So yeah. if yeah. if worse come to worse, if both riders Peko and Enya have a problem, if there's no clash, I'm sure probably uh, yeah. Bautista or whatever have to fill in. I I don't know. Yeah, but, but you saw as well. There. Danilo was on the on the KTM. Was he on the KTM? No, Danilo was on the uh, on the Ducati. They're last, yeah. you know. Yeah. When you are a replacement rider and you, you did not do the winter test and you're not prepared for this and you just jump on a bike as a wild card, we have yeah, the experience but, but, from the yeah. past. But the, the, the exception is, is is Danilo. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a character. Yeah, you know. But but yeah, I mean, I mean, we are face, we are feeling it right now. Okay, in, in Le Mans because we went through it. Yeah. So you wait until another team went, oh, well, okay, Tactual is going through it. Okay, so they had no choice and put uh, Jonas, Jonas on, yeah. on the bike. You know, but, but do we need to consider a proper reserve? I mean, it needs a bit more thoughtful thinking, cost-wise and, and the scheduling, you, you know. I mean, you need to get them on, on a session like Formula One. You know, FP1, you put a young rider on it, I don't know. But you, there, there just isn't enough track time because if you put a young rider in FP1, then they don't have, uh, they, they, yeah. then someone else gets yeah. to, you know, loses track time yeah. or, or whatever. There's just not very much time on the bike. I think it's just it's just a, a reaction, my my statement reaction because of what we went through. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean to to I mean to have a racing team, a MotoGP team, compete in the world level. We don't have riders. You know, we can't even put anybody. Yeah. You know, so so this is something that needs to have a think, you know. Right, we saw in the media in the last few weeks. I think there was a story um, in which you recorded where it said something like Raúl or the team was forced to try and run Raúl at Le Mans. Um, maybe you wanted to clarify some things about that because it wasn't that, that you were absolutely yeah, yeah. forced no, no, to do. Not, not to force Raúl against his physical uh, uh, condition and, and risk his his his. Yeah his life, you know, it's just that the situation that we're in, 
we we are forced to ask Raul to to just do one lap as a formality, you know. So not not to force him when he's not really really fit. Okay, he's not really fit, but but not 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 to force him in the sense that you know you you have to ride or, or otherwise, you know. But just to to be obligated to our contract, you know, we are forced in that position to do it because if we don't do it, you know, we we are risk to have. A, to face a big fine that we don't know how big is the fine. We don't want to find out, <laughs> you know. So we tell Raul, Raul, do this for the team, you know, just for us, just one lap. And he did three laps and he can't do it and that's it. You know, so that's why, I mean, because of the situation with Raul, we are forced to do that. Not yeah, forcing the rider to first ride First of all, uh, of course, the medical check is, is the priority. So yes. on the Thursday, if the medical check is there, it's always difficult to judge how good is the rider, as we said before, can ride, is he fast enough? Because to ride is not a problem, but to ride fast is another story, yeah. because then you need different strength and different uh, yeah, uh, balance. And uh, they only find out if they ride. And clearly he said, I have no problem to ride, but I have no strength to put the bike from left to right. And that's why he decided actually uh, not to ride, he said, because I will not be fast enough. Yeah. There was no point, basically. They no. would, he would have been wasting everyone's Would it be better just to allow teams to uh, take more races off because it's so difficult? Because the, the bikes now are so, so, so difficult. What do you mean, take more races off? Well, in, instead of, instead of uh, um, having a contractual ob obligation to always feel the rider, um, uh, the, the, there's yeah. no point, in, like you said, there's no point in putting a, uh, putting a rider on. Yeah, but well, we don't know what's the actual contract with the rice holders with others, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know like in Sepang Circuit, this, the contract is that you have to have 22 riders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they don't want a risk of of going breaching that contract. Yeah. Not that a circuit will penalize them. If your rider is injured, injured. Yeah. But it's, all, it's always it's a legal thing in the back of their minds that if they are contracted, you to know. bring a certain number of riders to make yeah, sure, yeah, yeah exactly. Riders or whatever number of riders on the grid. Yeah. And you of know. course, we already had a replacement rider, what was Lorenzo. Yeah. Because finally, Miguel was injured. And then, uh, yeah, you need to find somebody. And yeah, as soon as your rider gets uh, medical checked and, uh, and, and approved, because finally, they also cannot judge how, how fit is he. Can he ride a bike? Yes, he can ride a bike. But how fast? Because at the moment, uh, yeah, you need to be fit to be uh, on top. Guys, just coming to the end of the show, um, we had an Aprilia rider on the podium here at Mugello last year with Aleish. This track really should suit the characteristics of the RSGB because we know the handling this year of the bike is, is very good. There's a good top speed as well. Um, I mean, it should suit the kind of characteristics of this track. Would you say that that's the case, Wilco? Yes, yes, for sure. Only, uh, yeah, we still have two injured riders, so let's be realistic. And of course, uh, our target uh, is anyway always the best and the podium. But uh, yeah, let's let's see FP1 first, and then uh, I also know that Miguel loves this track. So if he feels fit, he, anything is possible. But when he has some restrictions, it will be very difficult to be on the podium. You know that as well in, at the moment in this championship. And I think Raul also liked this track. He's on a podium in Moto2, I think. Yeah, so... So, yeah, the podium is still quite far, I have to say, <laughs> because we are, yeah, asking for things, you know. Uh, I think uh, Raul has three points and Miguel has uh, 18 points. So, uh, 
or 19, so let's be realistic. Lorenzo had more points than Erwin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, let's have them yeah. first fit and see uh, yeah. after tomorrow's uh, yeah, day, basically. I think then we can say much more than, uh, because also the Ducatis here, for sure, they perform, they've been testing here. There are eight of them, so it's not just one Ducati, they're all eight. And uh, so, but pretty you think? A pretty testy or not? No, they went to Misano. Misano. Yeah. Okay. Right. So just before we finish up, guys, I've got a quick quiz question for you. Please. Yeah. One rider has scored a pole position here in either the 500cc class or the MotoGP class aboard an Aprilia. Do you know who it was? And the clue is that Wilco used to race against him. Oh, really? Coming, Max. Is he in MotoGP? No. Ah. We're looking at back 20 there. years ago, at least. <laughs> Jesus. Max or not? No. no. Oh, it's 500cc. 500cc, yeah. yeah. 500 class, yeah. He was Japanese. Oh, Okada? Oh. Shimizu? No. Abe. Tetsuya Arada. Arada? Yeah. Ooh. Oh. 1999. Yes. On a brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, on the little twin cylinder, yep. 500. The 500 have. twin. He was on the front row? Pole position. Whoa. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> I can't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Arada. I'm probably too young. Yes, I raced. Mm. 20 years ago? Yeah, 1999, yeah. yeah 24 years ago. Right. Mm. <laughs> I, re I, I raced with him uh, in 90, 91, 92. Right. Did I you beat him in Suzuka? Yeah, I beat him in Suzuka. Oh, he's home run. I was on the podium. He not. What bike were you on? Honda. Yes, he was on uh, Yamaha at that stage. That's right, yeah. Okay, nice one. Well, guys, that's everything for today's episode of uh, RNF Unlocked. Thank you very much for your company. It's been a pleasure, as always. And we'll return just next week, actually, for episode five of RNF Unlocked from the Saxon Ring in Germany with two special guests from the team. So, until then, see you soon.